Ladies and gentlemen, the sound you hear is the world coming alive for Kicker Friday. Mark Schofield here with Chuck Zada. Chuck, Kicker Friday, Circle of Life. Don't you love it? It's about as good as it gets, man. I got, I'm all jacked up. I'm ready to go. Got a little, got a little, get some chills? Oh, man. Fire it up. Let's do this. Fantastic. Well, folks, we are here for Kicker Friday. As always, Mark Schofield, Chuck Zada here at Inside the Pylon. Before we dive in, I want to remind you that today's show is brought to you by Crossover Football, a powerful tool giving coaches the ability to break down game film, to pull stats, create searchable clips, generate tendency reports, and much, much more from both desktop and mobile solutions. To try one game for free, sign up for a demo at crossover.com slash pylon. That's crossover with a K dot com slash pylon for one free breakdown today now chuck the world is your oyster what would you like to tell us on this installment of kicker friday so on uh on this kicker friday we're going to do something a little different normally we look at a play or maybe we have a kicking expert on to talk a little bit about kicking we're going to look at a full game here today and we're going to look at a battle between the arizona cardinals and the buffalo bills that is just the most baffling collection of special teams plays that I have ever seen it is a game in which if you saw one or two of these in any given day you sit there and you say oh man I, I'm pretty excited that I saw that you know it's kind of like seeing Roger Clemens strike out 20 you know it's it's a big deal well you saw just all kinds of crap in this one you saw this this game is literally the personification of good bad and ugly we had everything in this one so where do you want to start I'm going to start, uh, where, where do I want to start? Well, I want to start with uh, the second punt of the game, okay? Drew Butler for uh, the Arizona Cardinals comes in, okay? And Butler from his own, uh, or rather, I'm sorry, from the Buffalo 36-yard line, okay? Has a nice 25-yard punt to the Buffalo 11. So just a short little chip shot, okay? This is the only time when a 25-yard punt is actually acceptable. The unfortunate thing is that this was not the only 25-yard punt that we saw in this game. A 25-yard punt in this situation, no problem, because it's it's too far for you to kick it, that's what you're saying, and you're saying, you know what, I'm just going to lay it up as close as possible to the opposing 10-yard line. And here, Drew Butler puts it right on the opposing 11-yard line. Well, the issue that you run into, okay, and really where we go from here is pretty much straight downhill in a hurry. The next punt that you see, okay, is from Buffalo's Colton Schmidt. Colton Schmidt, from his own 23-yard line, puts out a 39-yarder. Not a very good punt, but it's actually going to be his best kick pretty much for the rest of the day. Schmidt's later two punts, okay, from his own 20-yard line and own 35-yard line, only go a combined 51 yards, 26 and 25 yards. So we have a punter in the NFL, who has three kicks under 40 yards from inside his own territory and two under 30 yards. So Colton Schmidt did not have a very good day. He's typically you know, a pretty average punter, pretty dependable, doesn't do anything very notable, but he comes out, and 
look, we all have bad days, but this day from Colton Schmidt is just not even close to being NFL caliber. This is just a bad, bad day that he ends up having here. And honestly, you know, it's it's a little mind-blowing to see this from an NFL punter. And to be honest, I don't recall ever seeing a day where you had a punter with, with three punts that were quite like this. You might see one, you might see two. I don't recall seeing one that, that's been quite like this. Um, you know, and I've watched to this point this year, you know, 427 punts, and we watched, I think, somewhere around 2,700 last year between me and Mike Nuttall. Um, and, and this is the first time I've seen anything like this. Any explanation, any idea? Bad day, just really, really bad day. I mean, that's that's pretty much all you can chalk it up to on this. I, you know, Schmidt. I, I didn't see any injury. They didn't report any injury. Uh, Buffalo coaching staff is sticking with him as as I think they should. You know, it's it's one bad day. We've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick throw uh, six interceptions. He still has a job. Colton Schmidt. You know, unfortunately, uncorked a couple punts that didn't go as far as they should have. Uh, it'll be something that, you know, 20 years down the line, he'll laugh about with, you know, his kids and say, man, you know, I was in the NFL and look how bad I was one day. Uh, but, you know, tough day. I expect him to bounce back. But, you know, just right off the bat, you're kind of looking at this and you're saying, OK, this is this is a little weird. I'm not sure what's going on here. Now, that wasn't the only strange sort of special teams happening in this game now, was it? No, and, and we'll stick just with uh, just with punting for right now because what we see is uh, from Dan Butler, okay? Dan Butler, okay, has three more kicks in this game, okay? He has a kick from his own 36 that goes 50 yards. He then has one from his own 22 that only goes 31 yards, so immediately you're sitting there going, oh, geez, so it's going to be it's going to be this all the time. And then he has one that goes 40 yards, and immediately after that, Dan Butler gets removed from punting duties, okay, due to some kind of injury. He's still in as a holder, but he's removed from punting duties. So what happens? Chandler Catanzaro, the kicker for the Cardinals, goes in, and he says, you know what? I'm going to give this punting thing a shot. His first punt is actually pretty good. He's punting from his own 10-yard line, so you're sitting there and you're saying, okay, this is potentially the worst possible situation. Catanzaro comes in. Don't know how much he practiced punting. Usually you try to do it at least a little bit just in case you have to. Comes in and actually hits a 47-yarder that gets about 3.7 seconds a hang. It's, you know, the hang's not where you want it to be. You want to be up in that 4.4-second range. But, hey, it's it's not an awful punt. It gets you out of your own uh, territory. It gets you a little bit into Bill's territory. And you say, you know what? Maybe this will work. Well, the second one, I think, Chandler might have been trying to get a little bit more hang time because he skies the ball and he gets 4.1 seconds of hang time. So it wasn't really a complete shank, but the ball only goes 19 yards. Okay. Ooh. And look, you know, Catanzaro, he's not a punter and it's, it's very different. The mechanics of punting and kicking are completely different. And again, no one's going to fault Catanzaro for this just because it, it would be equivalent to... Um, asking a quarterback to play left tackle. I mean, that's that's kind of what you're that's trying to do. Happen. It's it's just it's it's unusual. That's probably unfair because those are totally different positions. But it would be like if you took uh, like a small H back tight end and said, "Go play left tackle." Like he'll, he'll do okay on a play or two here and there, but an experienced edge rusher is just going to make him look silly. It's it's the same thing that you see from Catanzaro here. You know, he can he can hit a couple punts here and there. 
but he doesn't have the specialized training in it, and so it just doesn't end up working out for him. Uh, and, and so you have, you know, kind of your second little weird hiccup of the game here on special teams. Now, we got some more stuff to cover in this game, but before we do, I want to remind our listeners that crossover football can help coaches win more games and make smarter use of the film room with their teams. Crossover breaks down and stats out your game film, giving you searchable clips, advanced ODK, tendency reports, and a wealth of other great information that you can access from any PC or mobile device. Your formations and personnel packages can be labeled with your team's terminology. You can create custom highlight reels, and you can exchange video with anyone on any platform, including all of your players and coaches. To try one game for free, sign up for a demo at crossover.com slash pylon. That's crossover with a K dot com slash pylon to get one breakdown for free today. Now, Chuck, there you mentioned that the punter for Arizona, Butler, was removed from punting duties, but wasn't removed entirely from the game. He no. stayed in as the holder. And as you're about to tell us, that played a role in another sort of wacky special teams play, didn't it? Yeah, so what we saw here is this is now in the third quarter. Okay, Arizona goes on a 13-play uh, a drive. They're coming from uh, their own 25-yard line. It's a 13-play drive that starts at 10.30 of the third, goes all the way to 2.25. Okay, so this is an eight-minute drive that eventually stalls out, and you end up with fourth and one uh, at the Buffalo 7. Okay, They end up getting a delay of game, so it backs it up five yards. And so now you have fourth and six at the Buffalo 12. So you're sitting there, and you're saying, okay, Little, you know, chippy here. Just, you know, all you got to do is pretty much lay this one up. It's a 30-yard field goal. We can do this in our sleep. Arizona, long snapper, snaps the ball. Snaps the ball about four feet over holder Drew Butler's head. You know, Butler gets barely a hand on it as he's reaching up. The ball just goes and it goes, you know, skirting out. And eventually, the Bills recover and end up running this back for a touchdown. Okay, so you go you go from having the potential to put an easy three points on the board all the way in to a Buffalo Bills touchdown and a successful extra point from Dan Carpenter. And I say successful extra point from Dan Carpenter because Dan Carpenter, who has had some issues with extra points since they moved to the longer ones. Misses another one of those this game as well. So you've got a missed extra pointer. You've got a high snap. You've got punters doing all all kinds of weird things and we haven't even really gotten to the most amazing thing that we actually saw in this game yet well with that big tease man don't just let it hand okay i'm gonna put it out there so what we ended up seeing here okay is we saw something pretty special from chandler catanzaro if you remember during that opening game against the patriots catanzaro missed a you know mid to long distance field goal from the mid 40s okay uh that had a chance to win the game for the cardinals uh, and it's something that, you know, a lot of people said, oh, you know, he's not good from distance. He's got a bad track record from distance. And I said, yeah, he's had some issues, but it's a pretty small sample and he's got a pretty strong leg. I don't know if there's really anything there. And so what Chandler Catanzaro does here is something that is pretty special. Uh, and he puts through a 60 yard field goal. Okay. And to tell you just, you know, how big this is. Okay. In the history of the NFL, there's only been 16 field goals that have been made from 60-plus yards. Okay, So Chandler Catanzaro 
is in pretty elite company when you talk about the guys who have made them. Okay, you know the the longest one ever made sixty four yards from Matt Prater back in twenty thirteen. Okay, uh, that one was in Denver. So you know in Denver you always kind of say, okay, how long would it have been good from? But you know for the longest time, look, it was Tom Dens- Tom Dempsey uh, back in nineteen seventy that had a sixty three yarder. You know that was down at sea level playing uh, at Tulane Stadium in uh, Louisiana. So you know it's it's pretty big to be able to hit from 60 yards again there's not too many guys who have actually done it you you go down the list of kickers and it's kind of a who's who of you know who's been you know pretty good in the NFL you've got Jason Elam who had a phenomenal career with with the Broncos you've got Sebastian Janikowski who obviously has a huge leg uh David Akers Matt Bryant guys who've had very good careers Jay Feely Justin Tucker I mean you're, you're going down this list and it's a lot of pretty pretty big names here so it's you know a pretty infes- impressive feat that you see from Catanzaro, and I just hope it answers the questions about, oh, does this guy have the leg from distance? Yeah, he's got the leg from distance. He's got plenty of leg. He's had some issues with accuracy, but this is a guy who I think still has the ability to be one of the better kickers in the league, and he just needs to find the consistency and make that jump. So it's good to see that, and again, only 16 of these in league history. It's a pretty monumental feat uh, to go and hit a 60 yarder there. Speaking of there, New Era Field, is that notoriously like a kicker friendly place or like is there any sort of external factor that helped with this field goal? You know, it's it's in the winter, okay? It actually it, the, the winds tend to swirl around. It's a relatively closed in stadium uh, on the ends and everything, but it still is open. There's no there's no upper decks or anything like that. So the wind can still get in and swirl around a little bit. So it can actually be a somewhat difficult place occasionally to kick from. Um, it obviously has gotten easier in recent years as they've moved away from the old school AstroTurf and finally moved over to field turf i think that was about six or seven years ago when they finally did that um you know obviously kicking off that old astroturf is just it's the most miserable thing you can pretty much do it's like i'm trying to think of what it what you could compare it to it's it's just absolutely awful but you know in general it's it's a relatively easy stadium to kick at at this point in the year as it gets colder and the weather gets worse and you get some wind swirling a little bit, you know, it gets worse there. But it, it certainly, it's it's not a Heinz field or a, uh, a soldier field or anything like that. That's good stuff. Anything else from this game that stood out to you from a special team's point of view? No, I mean, it was just, again, you saw, I mean, some of the ugliest punts you will ever see, which, look, they, they happen. Everyone has these things happen. It's just you typically don't see you know, three or four of them in a game. Um, you had those, you had high snaps, you had 60-yard field goals, you had kickers playing, punter, you, you, you had just about everything in this game. And I just found it, you know, it was, whether you enjoy watching good football or whether you're one of those people who says, no, show me like all the turnovers and all the weird crap that you can get, you had it all in this one. So it was, uh, you know, a little bit of a different game. It was a game that I think certainly was probably both frustrating and exciting to watch in terms of the special teams play, but you don't get one like this coming around very often, and that's why I wanted to highlight it here. Well, that's good stuff, and with that, we come to our perhaps our favorite part of the week, and that is Beer O'Clock. We are now in Beer O'Clock. What do you got this week, Mark? Um, 
what, what what have I been drinking? Oh, that that oatmeal stout that I was telling you about. Finish that off. Um, what about you? I'm running the. Uh, I've moved over to uh, the Trogues Perpetual IPA. I don't know if Ooh, you're uh, familiar with them. Yeah, they do. Uh, they do a real nice job. I'm just. I'm still trying to hit IPAs pretty hard right now. I'm just kind of in the that that swing of things, I guess. Um, and they're always good for watching football too. You know, just because you don't. You um holiday season, the Trogues holiday seasonal. I don't think I've had their holiday. I'm I'm not a Ooh. huge winter beer fan. It's it's not my favorite. I tend to prefer Oktoberfest and summer beers. Those tend to be the two seasons that I get most into the seasonal stuff. Yeah, it, it's Trogues Mad Elf. Ooh, that, that's good stuff. I'll have to take a look. Which uh, we only got maybe a couple months until that start that stuff starts coming out. So it's yeah. uh, we're right around the corner. Yeah, we're getting there, my friend. Folks, that will do it for this week of the Inside the Pylon podcast. Closing out Kicker Friday in style, Mark Schofield, Chuck Zotta. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back Monday to cover all the week's action, the weekend action, both college and pro. Until then, Mark Schofield and Chuck Zotta, have a great weekend and enjoy the games, everybody. Mm-hmm.